0: gentlemen boys and girls and most importantly everyone else all right real quick we are going to get around to talking about snake eyes eventually because that's the movie that we just went and saw but first off need to take a second to talk about theater etiquette because some of you knuckle-dragging neanderthals need to be insulted a lot more in life than you're currently experiencing holy shit oh my gosh over the last couple weeks we have had some terrible people in our audiences Today was ok, we've had worse audiences than we, than we did have tonight, But one of the most, like bizarre experiences I've had in a theater just happened, and I'm not ok with it,
1: yeah. Backstory on Dallas and Paige, mostly on Dallas. He hails from Southern California, the Burbank area, where movies are made, and was raised to have the utmost respect four films that are made and the effort that went into making them which means that dallas and thus page are in their seats before trailers roll and they stay in their seats until credits finish you do not get up before the credits are done rolling because that's a way of showing respect for all of the effort that went into the film that you just saw on screen
0: every once in a while I have had to pee during a movie and as I'm making my way like past people, I apologize profusely and just let it be known. If I have to pee in the middle of a movie, I am horrified with myself and I am moving in front of people as quickly as I possibly can. And then I'm hauling ass to and from the bathroom. Like, yeah. Um, bathroom breaks are borderline, not an option for me. Um, Arriving to a movie during the uh, trailers, uh, borderline not an option for me. Unless horrible things have happened. Um, I need to have experienced unforeseen and ludicrous amounts of traffic getting there or something. Um, But uh, yeah, people constantly show up during the trailers, obnoxious. This Um, movie
1: was no different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Most of the theater came in during the trailers almost every other person in the theater tonight got up during the film to either i don't know go to the bathroom or get snacks i don't know but almost everybody left at some point Mm -hmm. with the exception of the two of us (coughs)
0: um yeah uh another thing and sorry folks i'm gonna use some adult words coming up um during the movie if you pull out your fucking phone, I hope you die a horrible death. I hope you die in front of your family. Like, your phone is in your pocket and it's going to stay there until movie's over. Okay? If you can't follow that rule, you're not a grown-up who deserves to be part of society and they need to lock you away where you don't get to interact with anyone. I hope you're eating garbage food for the rest of your life and I hope you die sad. That's like, yeah. D- Do not take out your phone. If you're going to talk to a member of your party, learn to whisper. Which ape raised these people? I have experienced people just talking in movie theaters. Like, this is a a hangout lounge. No, it's not. Like, and there are ways of whispering so that, like, because there are some people who whisper like this. Like, it's the loudest whispering I've ever heard. Like.
1: Like some of the people in our theater tonight.
0: Yeah. Oh. It, holy shit. Um, and then the the thing that like, as it was happening, I was like, is this real life? Is, is this, am I hallucinating this right now? Credits start. Um, everyone in front of us starts to get up. And then another scene starts. Like, it's not even like halfway through the credits. It's like. Three credits. The lights were still off.
1: The lights had not even come on to like tell people that the movie is over. Like the credits started, but these hooligans still stood up and tried to leave.
0: Yeah. Um. So scene starts up, and they see the screen, and they're just like, we're watching their silhouettes in front of the screen, and they're just like confused, like they, like they're just freeze framed, and uh, it was ridiculous. Finally, they sit down. Like, it was in slow motion. I've never seen someone sit down so slowly. Anyways, final scene plays. Cool, cool, whatever. They finally get up and leave. Paige and I, we've been doing this for years. Um, We just stay through the credits. Because even if we're, like, discussing the film during the credits, we still, like, we may not be looking at the screen. But if you are one of the many, many people who works on film and you are lucky enough to have your name on the big screen because you worked on a movie, you're cool. You're really, really cool. If you worked on bringing a terrible piece of shit to life, you still worked on a movie. There's no way you worked on a movie and haven't wanted to work on a movie for years. So, good job you. You followed your dreams and you did it. I'm going to be sitting in that chair when your name passes. I may not be looking at the screen and see your name, but damn it, I'm going to be present when it passes. Tonight, and and then now that we've like uh, started this podcast and stuff, during the credits, that's when we discuss... What we thought of the movie. That's when we're... That's when like, we take notes. We're taking notes on what we want to talk about. Things like that. Tonight, as soon as the credits started and, like, everyone leaves the theater and we're the only ones left, it's like this... To me, it's like a borderline magical time where it's just you and me, for the most part, in this theater and we're just, like, talking. And this one theater employee comes in and just loudly goes... There's nothing else like there's nothing at the end of the credits you can leave. Like straight up he said that and I was like
1: It was oh, so okay. awkward and so disrespectful. It was so and infuriating. Weird.
0: Like he without saying it, he pretty much said uh you guys need to leave now. And sorry, but official runtime runtime of the movie Shit's not over yet, boy. Like, like I... Working at a movie theater has been something I have really considered doing. Some really good friends of mine have done it. Um, Some world-famous Hollywood directors have worked in movie theaters. Like, that's... Working in movie theaters is oftentimes the stepping stone for greatness in the movie industry and this mouth breathing overgrown child just came in and was like why why are you staying so long there's no reason to do that I need you need to be sweet. fired yesterday get out boy go um yeah uh i i feel like Oh, okay. Um, Just, if we're already discussing, like, horror stories, I think I should tell the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood story.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Holy shit. This is the time um, we... I was so livid, we ended up getting money back on our tickets. Um, Which I did not ask for. Because this was not the theater's fault. I did not expect the theater to give me free movie tickets. But they went ahead and and took care of business. Um, we are sitting there watching um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is like opening night or second night. Opening it, weekend.
1: It, it, was it was definitely was early opening on. weekend.
0: Very early on, and literally like twenty minutes into the movie, this again adult words. This motherfucker right behind us, starts taking texts on his phone. Like His phone
1: was not silenced. It was not 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 even on vibrate. Mm -mm. It made a freaking noise every time he got a text message. Mm -hmm. First of all, who even has their phone on Ring ever anymore?
0: Right? Like, so, yeah. He keeps answering texts. And then, I kid you not takes a phone call in the middle of the theater halfway through the film. Bitch takes a phone call in the middle of a Tarantino movie. And I remember the first line of conversation. He says, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm just in a movie. I don't know, some 70s movie. Are you shitting me right now? The new Tarantino movie is some 70s movie to you. I hope war crimes are committed on you. I hope bamboo needles are involved with your fingernails. Like, holy shit. I hope none of your relatives are proud to be related to you. Oh my gosh. So I got up walked out of the theater, went and found an employee, and I was like, there's a dude on his phone right now. And the guy was like, all right, I'll send someone in immediately. And and then the manager also said, no matter what happens, come find me after the movie. I said, okay. I walked back in, and I watched this... Uh,
1: they had an employee come stand in the theater employee, for yeah. a good probably 30 minutes.
0: Not sure it was that long, but like... It was not a. I went and checked. It was and, not a peek yeah,
1: in and see thing. No,
0: he stood in the doorway, very respectfully, and like the, I would not have known he was there, if I had not gone out to talk to the manager. This gentleman working at the theater, um, stood there for several minutes, until and during this chunk of time, the guy was off his phone, not receiving texts, giving zero proof of what happened. So finally this theater employee leaves because y- you can't be spending your entire shift just standing in a theater playing hall monitor. So I get it. He leaves. That's that's fine. You you did more than what I expected of you. Thank you so much. Um and then like a few minutes after this guy leaves, the rest of the movie. Bitch keeps receiving text messages every text message he receives pulls out his phone leans forward and like holds his phone like a foot from his face so you're seeing the glow coming off the screen it's illuminating his face oh my gosh I wanted to kill this guy like oh my gosh I was so mad and so afterwards go and find the manager, and, and very respectfully, I just go to a, one of the employees, I'm like, hey, manager asked me to come talk to him, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll go get him, guy comes out, immediately re- recognizes me, and he's like, hey, um, did the guy stop, and I was like, he didn't, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I sent a guy in, and I, I straight up, I was like, I saw the guy, he, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, this dude wasn't on his phone while your employee was there, but thank you so much, and the guy's like, oh, I feel terrible, you know what? I'm going to hook you up to with uh, two free tickets. And I was like, you don't have to do that, but oh my gosh. like, And then that was down in Utah. That was the Vineyard Megaplex. If any of you guys are in the Utah area, Vineyard Megaplex, my hat is off to you. I highly recommend that theater. They know how to take care of their customers. Um, but uh, yeah, so didn't have to do that, but they did it anyways. It was really, really cool. That one guy... Needs to be beaten to death, though. Um, so, 13 minutes into the podcast <laughs> episode, I'd thank say... Thank you for we should,
1: coming to our TED Talk. <laughs>
0: we should probably start talking about Snake Eyes. Oh, my gosh. Sorry about that. Um, thank you for listening to our rant. And if we've just complained about anything that you do on a regular basis... Um, Repent and change your ways. Yeah, stop immediately. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, yeah, be the change you wish to see in the world. Um, that includes insulting... People who commit behavior, hate. <laughs> um, so yeah.
1: I will say the atrocity of tonight did not happen in Utah. So. No,
0: no, this was uh, Idaho. I'll, I'll drop the name. It was the Regal in Boise, Idaho. Um, uh, didn't get the gentleman's name, but uh, if if you if the manager of the Boise Regal Theater is listening, uh, maybe question all of your employees and be like, did you tell people to leave Snake Eyes because there's nothing at the end of the credits? If anyone says yes, fire that dude. Um.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Snake Eyes, Speaking let's snake get eyes. into it. Here we go. <laughs> Funny thing to start off with. I just read the uh, IMDb summary on Snake Eyes. Are you ready for this?
0: I am. I think so. I don't know.
1: A G.I. Joe spin off centered around the character of Snake Eyes.
0: That's not it.
1: That is it. That's all. I shit you not.
0: (laughs) Wow, guys. Um, Shoot, we didn't give you a spoiler warning before that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Surprise! That's pretty much all the movie is. There's not a lot more to it than that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so went to see Snake Eyes. Um, Personally, I liked it. Um, I went in with...
1: What were your expectations?
0: Action movie. Beyond, like literally beyond that, nothing. (laughs) I I wanted. (laughs) So your expectations were met. Yeah, that's, um, and uh, which, with that said, I was expecting action movie from the first two movies, and I still came out going, "Wow, those were bad." (laughs) 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 This movie, I came out and went, "That was an action movie."
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely was. Yeah, um, I would say it met my expectations okay I didn't really have a ton like you um I didn't have a ton of background either This is very uh true. Dallas had shown me the snake eyes scene from one of the G.I. Joe movies uh, G.I.
0: Joe retaliation the that son. one I showed her the uh the scene where um, with
1: them on like the mountain yeah the, the snowy
0: repelling down the side thing. of the mountain and they're trying to uh, kidnap Storm Shadow. It's of the entire second movie, it's one of the redeeming scenes.
1: So yes, that was all the background I had going in. Um definitely liked it. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. Uh I'm just kind of meh on this film, honestly. Um
0: So one question for you, because uh we always do like the what were your expectations question and I feel like it always just boils down to, like, were you expecting to like it? Were you expecting to dislike it? But what I'm curious about, going in, what kind of movie? Like, what flavor? What were you expecting the storyline to be?
1: That is a good question. Thank you. Um, because you had shown me the one scene mm-hmm. um, and told me how crappy the G.I. Joe movies were... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect there to be much of a story. I didn't expect there to be, like, any character development. I just thought it was going to be, like, here's an action movie. Here's some ninjas. There you go. Okay,
0: so you were expecting ninjas. I was. Okay, okay.
1: Um, I should have been expecting more, like, sword fighting. Okay. I don't know why I wasn't. Because <laughs> now thinking about it logically, that's really dumb that I wasn't expecting that. I mean,
0: I could have seen, like, uh, I, I was honestly expecting a bit more of um, almost a Jedi type story where it's like, okay. I'm a Jedi, so I have a lightsaber. So, you know, I, I'm sort of the, the character carrying a sword, but when I go up against exclusively people carrying blasters, yeah, that makes sense. Because only Jedi carry lightsabers. In this movie, almost every time Snake Eyes got into a fight and he like pulls out his sword all dramatically, all of his opponents also pull out swords. And I'm like, this is convenient as shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You are going up against people who refuse to use long range weapons against Mr. Sword. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I will say I did feel like this movie was very, it followed a formula. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you, you know, meet the the main character who's down on his luck. And you see his, like, hero journey. Mm-hmm. But there's always, you know, a fall from glory. And then he has to climb back up. And then ends up being the good guy in the end. Because he overcame all of these trials and his own internal demons. And
0: Yeah. Um, a, a little more, like, just to say a little bit more while being vague with before we put up the spoiler warning um i will say i was impressed that something they could have waited later into the story before revealing i liked that they revealed it early on but then kept going with it so that you sort of had to you got the back and forth yeah you got the back and forth and and kind of had to figure out for yourself um Okay, I, I know this is a lie, but I also know that this is a lie. So which lie is actually a lie? And, like, is, it, um, is he double-crossing this person or is he triple-crossing that person? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was one aspect that I thought uh, made it less predictable than a lot of Hero's Journey stories I've seen before. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, With that said, do we want to uh, put up the... Let's dive in. All right. Spoilers spoilers ahead. In effect. Um, Yeah. So. um, Oh, one last thing. Uh, This movie started with a message from uh, the actor...
1: Henry Golding.
0: Henry Golding, yeah. uh, Comes on screen and just says, Hey, everyone. uh, Quick shout out. Want to say thank you for coming to the theater. That goes a long way for me. Um, That is a really cool, like, when they just put in a little video of of an actor saying thanks for supporting theaters. Um, They did the same thing for uh, Black Widow. Um, uh, Or did they do it for Black Widow? I feel
1: like they did. I'm
0: pretty sure they did. I'm nearly positive they did it for Quiet Place 2.
1: Yeah, John Krasinski did it.
0: Um, And, yeah, uh, once... We're past COVID. There's a chance that stuff will go away, um, but it 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 feels cool. Like it feels mm-hmm. like they are talking straight to me. Um, so yeah, that was that was one thing. Like before the the movie started, I was like, "Damn, I'm already impressed," and I'm only now seeing the yeah. the uh, <laughs> uh, production companies, um, which
1: I adore. Henry Golding.
0: Yes. Um. So we've both seen him in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, a movie that I personally did not care for, but based on how many uh, people I've talked to and things I've seen on the internet, I need to. He's going to give it a second chance. I'm going to give it a second chance. Because I, it's great. I've been wrong before, and I'm willing to be wrong on this. Um, so, yeah. I've also
1: seen him in Last Christmas. That's true. With Amelia uh, Clark.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we have both seen him in the gentleman *The gentleman yeah yeah, a movie that uh, we both very much enjoyed so uh for the most part um uh, i've i've been impressed with him um because regardless of how i felt about crazy rich asians i thought he did well in crazy rich asians he did um so yeah and i think he's got a good look to him he's taking um He's taking cool, interesting roles. Very Um,
1: different roles, too.
0: Um, and, and taking this one, um, was controversial, um, and we'll get into that later, um, but controversial in a way that I found very, very interesting. Um, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, really, Doug, seeing him open with that, uh, getting into the story, um. We, we start out with a
1: flashback scene, mm-hmm.
0: um, in Washington State. It's it's a young kid and his dad. Um, I I do like from what I remember. We never learn his real name.
1: I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Because he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his his dad never calls him by name. Um, never calls him by a nickname. It's not like hey champ or something like that. Yeah. He just, he's talking and you know I I feel like on this podcast I rarely call you Paige
1: I mean in real life you rarely call me Paige
0: yeah like but we just we talk so that like if there's not reason to use your name I don't say your name and so um yeah they just sort of play the scene like that where because they're talking directly to each other there's never reason to use each other's names
1: yeah Um, but we find out that they're in a safe house
0: yeah Um. which is
1: basically this, like, cabin in the woods. Um, Mm -hmm. They hear, like, a noise in the the forest as they're coming back to the cabin. Um, And then the dad realizes, oh, crap, we need to leave. So he tries to get his son out of bed, like, in the middle of the night and ends up being too late. So he tells his son, you know, stay in this room and don't move. Which, of course, then the nine-year-old boy opens the door so that he can see what's happening
0: which um yeah foolish young boy however if i'm seeing the scene from little boy's perspective thanks for letting me see what's going on kid true if you didn't open the door i would see nothing more than a door and i want to see more than a door so thanks for opening it yeah
1: <laughs> so the bad guys come in well they're talking to the dad
0: before that happens they do the cliche that i always love 10 times out of 10 i love it he steps out onto the front porch they're uh, already like aiming laser sights at him and so this guy comes out and he's like how about you drop your weapon so the guy tosses his gun down and then the guy says i mean all of of your (laughs) weapons and then he pulls a gun out of his back pocket a gun out of his other back pocket a blow dart gun out of his cleavage, um, a throwing knife set out of his ass crack, uh, (laughs) nunchucks off his forearms. Uh, He (laughs) pulls uh, some pepper spray out of his mouth. Um,
1: (laughs) He's being dramatic, (laughs) just so you know. But he's just
0: like pulling (laughs) shit out of every crevasse that he has. Um, Very similar to uh, in The Two Towers, when they're going to talk to King Theoden for the first time, and they're like... You need to give us all your weapons, and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas just start unstrapping. And like every time they take a weapon out, it's not just like "Oh yeah, and also my knife." It's like, <laughs> and like they pull it with aggression, just to peacefully hand it to the guard. Like it.
1: It made me think more of Miss Congeniality when she's yeah. pulling them all out of her evening gown. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyways, we digress.
0: Yeah. Um. So such a great he concept. pulls out
1: all of his weapons. They come in. They're like negotiating, I guess. We don't really see a ton of the conversation. Um, but then the bad guy is like, I make decision by rolling dice. So such you a, need to roll. If you win, you live. If you lose, you die.
0: Such a stupid Batman movie right. style gimmick thing.
1: So the dad has to... Roll. He rolls drum roll. Snake eyes.
0: Holy shit, didn't see that coming. Double ones. Oh my gosh. Which means
1: what? that you lose.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so then he goes the bad guy goes to kill the dad. The son tries to stop him. Doesn't work. The son escapes. The dad still dies. He gets shot in the head, and then they set the cabin on fire. Um and some for some reason the bad guys just like didn't care that there was a kid somewhere in the woods.
0: Well, like, the kid runs off, and then I think they, like, go out and, like, look in the forest, and they just sort of, like, see that they're surrounded by pitch-black forest, and they're like, there's no way. Like, he could have run off in a literal 360 degrees of options. But, I mean, they could have at least tried. I mean, I guess maybe, but, like, I... I That would have been hilarious if he's just standing in the woods and the guy's like, find him. And they go running off. Like, one goes east, one goes west, and the kid is just standing there north of the cabin. Like, they're those dumbasses are never going to find me. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. I would have loved that. (laughs) Um, And then, like, you could have had one of the henchmen just bitching about, like, why didn't we bring the dogs? I told you we should have brought the dogs. Right. Like, and the other one would just be like, you were only saying My that bomb because you like our turtle. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We should have written this movie. Um,
1: Would have been so much better.
0: Yeah. But we digress. <laughs> uh,
1: so then, after that whole scene, we go to present day, where Snake Eyes uh, is in this, like, fighting ring.
0: It's kind of like a cage match, but... Uh, kind of like there's... MMA.
1: I don't even know. Yeah,
0: there, there's... Uh... Concrete blocks to jump around and stuff, and a lot of it is just like throwing punches and then screaming at the audience in celebration. And then
1: the audience throws,
0: yeah, at some point,
1: sledgehammers and chains. They and... can
0: just be like, I want to watch you kill this man with the thing that I brought from home.
1: Yeah, like, do they write their name on it and hope they get it back at the
0: end? Uh, Right? Like, is there just someone up in the stands just being like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he he used my revolver! Oh my gosh, that's my revolver! Like, (laughs) or is... Who's just like, oh man, I'm going to that cage fight. Um, Where did I leave my sledgehammer? Honey, where's my sledgehammer? (laughs) Are you going to bring it back this time? No! I'm going to toss it to a muscly man!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he ends up winning this cage match, and as he's getting his stuff, this mysterious Asian man comes to him and offers him a job to be part of his crew, and if he does a good job, then he'll help find the man who killed his father.
0: The most mysterious Asian man gives the most cliche job offer. And then uh, Snake Eyes gives the most cliche response, which is, "I don't I'm work not for interested. anyone else. I don't work for anyone. I'm not interested. Don't know who you think you are, but sorry, pal. Hit the road." And then the guy's like, "You know, I actually know a little bit about your backstory." And he's like, "Listen here, pal. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. But um, which." The guy, like, pulls out a uh, newspaper clipping and is like, I know about the cabin that was on fire. And I was like, how the hell could he have known that? And then he just straight up says, My
1: men found it when they were raiding your hotel room.
0: And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. I I dig that this guy isn't, like, overly mystic with his use of Google searches. Because I feel (laughs) like in movies, there are ridiculous amounts of time where... It happens way too frequently, a ridiculous amount of times, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I digress. Um, (laughs) uh, Where uh, pretty much it's like, oh yeah, I've I've scoured the internet. I can't find the answer. No one can find the answer. The answer has been lost. Uh, It's been deleted. There's no way. And then someone mysterious and very wealthy is like... (laughs) I Googled it and went to page seven when you stopped at six the guys in Arkansas. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, with the, when he was like, I know about your father and stuff. I was like, how the hell does he know that? And he was right. like, Oh, my wind went through your hotel room. I was like, Oh, that's very plausible. That's literally so plausible. <laughs> um, so yeah, Snake Eyes joins and the guy's like, all right, um, I'll get you a job on the docks. And so for me, like, having watched the trailers, as soon as that happens, I was like, oh, so he's not just, like, a random dude that's been, like, butchering fish for years and years, and randomly he's, like, an amazing fighter. He actually got this job through Mysterious Yakuza Man. Um,
1: And then had to go gut fish and stuff firearms inside
0: of them. And that was another thing. As soon as he starts putting the guns inside the fish, I was like, oh my gosh. I, I... So many of my expectations and assumptions based on the trailer have been undermined. Like, he's not just gutting fish because he works at a fish place. He's gutting fish to illegally put illegal firearms into, I don't know, illegal fish. Um, (laughs) um, So, yeah. And then uh, walking into work that day, he it looks like he has his first interaction with this one random guy who stops him from getting into a fight with one of his coworkers or something. And then, uh, later that day he's getting fish and that same guy comes over and he's like, Hey, boss wants to see you. And he's like, Oh, am I in trouble? And the guy's like, someone Someone is is. turns out he's in trouble. Uh, random Asian friend, man. Um, and so, uh, they like put him on his knees and they're like, we're going to kill you because apparently you are are a secret agent. Mm, and we don't like that um but we're actually gonna get snake eyes here to kill you and so um snake eyes decides not to kill him um but instead just gives him what should be pretty major tinnitus fires a gun inches from this guy's ear but in a least it wasn't your face (laughs) <laughs> sort of way. like
1: Because he looked into his eyes and saw that he was good.
0: Which we do find out later that was like a line given to him by Yakuza boss. And the boss is like, how do you like that cheesy ass line I gave you? And Snake Eyes is like, oh my gosh, yeah. you love that cheesy ass line. So
1: basically it turns into Snake Eyes and random Asian friend man against a whole army of Yakuza.
0: Yeah. And we see them... Throw, like, four or five punches and swings. And, like, 30 men are dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was... I. I and then they're the trying to escape
1: in a truck. And they get stabbed, like, 30 times.
0: These Yakuza act like you can't re-stab a sword. Right. Like, you get one stab and that's it. And also, these trained Yakuza... Suck. After 70 They're tries, like
1: the stormtroopers of Yakuza.
0: Yeah. 70 out of 70 attempts fail miserably um and yeah uh i I will say some of the choreography was pretty damn good i was was. i was happy with the choreography when it was happening um i feel like i would have liked
1: it conveniently benefits the main characters (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. uh snake eyes does end up getting stabbed in the gut yes which he survives yeah Uh, And then wakes up on a plane Mm -hmm. with his new Asian friend, man.
0: And they kind of act like being put on a private jet cures all wounds. Had
1: healing powers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because as soon as they land in Japan, Snake Eyes is fine.
0: Yeah. He like no one even like tickles him. And he's like, oh, please don't. I got stabbed there once. Like, no, he just doesn't give a shit. Um, and, like, I kind of feel like when he wakes up and, like, sits up, he kind of has that, like, he puts his hand on his, his abdomen and is like, oh my gosh, I feel fine now. As though he's like, this is a nice plane. Right. <laughs> I didn't get stabbed anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Walking through the doors of this plane magically healed my internal organs that were impaled by a Yakuza sword.
0: Yeah. like, um, So, yeah, uh, they he wakes up on this plane and he's like where are we going and asian friend is like home. we are going home and he's like i don't have a home which is such a cliche line he's like not your home mine and it's like no one has ever had a conversation like that <laughs> like it, it, if if ever there was a time where i said something and someone had to respond With an equally vague thing so that I could then respond with, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. I meant this. I want you to unfriend me because (laughs) I am an overdramatic bitch. (laughs) Um, So they arrive in Tokyo. Tokyo. And uh, we get some random shots of like those, um, I don't know the name of them, but like Chinese Chinese drummers no Not what Chinese. do you remember that like it would just suddenly cut to like the people doing the drums oh yeah and then yeah, yeah people doing like a, a another um performance on stage and then but it kept like cutting to the drummer people then the plane then, and then
1: like shots of the city and... like
0: uh people with uh fans on a stage and then the plane and then some other people doing a performance and then the plane and then it shows them getting off the plane and going into the city and i was like is that how we're transitioning cities now? Like, are,
1: Welcome to Japan! Like,
0: are, are we randomly going to, like, go to Canada? And then it just, like, cuts to a lumberjack and back to the plane. And to a man watching hockey and back to the plane. And then someone getting syrup from a tree and back to the plane. And it's like, now we're in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but I digress. Um, so... Uh, We go through, like, high-tech Tokyo, and everything's all fancy, and then we go to...
1: A Japanese castle.
0: (laughs) A Japanese castle. Um, And uh, we meet his grandma and no other member of his family.
1: True. We meet the bodyguard.
0: Yeah. Like, there's the... Family is everything to him. And this clan is his family. And it's the most important thing, and it's a family. And well, I'm we do know that he is the last her. of
1: his bloodline. Yeah, which so.
0: I kind of feel like you got a weak ass clan. If <laughs> like if, if bloodline is that important, I would definitely be like, "All right, son, I want you to reproduce, multiply, like a bunny. and replenish the earth." Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he did not. Um, in, in fact, like he's also, a,
1: where were his parents?
0: Yeah, like he's a decently good-looking dude. And he's, like, not dating anyone. And it's, like, I am the last of my bloodline. Well, then get busy, idiot. Right, though? Learn some charisma, <laughs> dumbass. Um, yeah, and where are his parents? It was just, like, as soon as he was born, they were, like, we want him to be the last of his bloodline, but, like, in a big way. We're, so gonna we're just leave. gonna, like... Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna die off screen like Disney parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so once... They're at the Japanese castle. They meet the the grandma, who is the leader of the clan, and then they decide to put snake eyes through warrior training. And he has to complete three tasks to prove that he can be a ninja, to prove that he is pure of heart, to prove that he is trustworthy, all of these things. So his first challenge that he has to complete uh, is... Uh, he has to take a bowl of water from this training master without spilling a drop.
0: Character's name is Hardmaster. I don't Hard know master. if that's that's from a dumb name. GI Joe lore. Um, he he seemed like a GI Joe character I wasn't familiar with, um, but as soon as he was on screen, I was happy as hell because he's played by. Uh, I am not super familiar with how to pronounce this name, but. Iko Uweis, who is the main character of the uh the raid movies and the raid movies are the dopest like yeah the choreography of the fight scenes in both of those movies are legit unparalleled um really really stellar films um and yeah so Iko Uweis being in a movie about ninja fighting and stuff i was like oh damn his fight scenes are gonna be sick um and then yeah they have to fight over a bowl of water
1: yeah he has four attempts to get this bowl of water so he spends his first three trying to fight it away from him the fourth try he finally realizes that he has to let go of ego and be selfless and ends up asking the training master what's his name hard master hard master um asks him to simply exchange their bowls of water so yeah, he passes kind of the like, first
0: challenge humbly here's my bowl can i have yours and i really wanted hardmaster to just kind of like give him a smirk and just say like damn it i really didn't think you were going to figure it out here you go like i i right yeah i i kind of wanted that like Ah, you figured it out, you sneaky bitch. Like, I I thought that could have, like, really added a cool, like, chemistry between the two.
1: Yeah. Um, So then second task or challenge or mission or whatever word you want to use. He has to face his, like, internal demons or something. Yeah. So he's taken up a mountain by one of the training guys. Um, And is told to follow a light.
0: And he pretty much follows the little fairy thing from Legend of Zelda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which then basically leads him to a hallucination of...
0: His dad's death. Yeah, his
1: dad's death, finding the killer and, like, letting the killer go or something. I was um a little fuzzy on what
0: happened in this I part I think the purpose of that was we um, had really
1: obnoxious neighbors at this point and i was mad at people for being on their phone so i missed the second challenge
0: yeah um at some point he's uh he says to his dad like i'm sorry you died I, i'm sorry i couldn't save you and stuff like that and his dad pretty much says no you were a kid and My goal that that night was protect. I thought that was later. It may have been later because I feel like there is another like flashback with his dad. Um, Whenever that happened, I thought it was cool and deep. Uh, At some point in the movie, um, the dad pretty much says, "No, my goal that night was to protect and save you. So when you didn't try to save me, but instead protected yourself and saved yourself, you pretty much." made me succeed you accomplished my goals for me and yeah that was that was cool i dug that scene yeah um, it may or may not have happened during the, second, <laughs> during
1: the second challenge um so he comes out of that it's really unclear if he passed or failed
0: yeah he, he very he turns to uh the blind master guy and says uh did i pass and the blind master's like it, it's not really like a pacifal it's it's like uh, did you I don't know do a good job I don't know <laughs> it's it's so vague um
1: and then his third task is in a pit in this mountain uh, and he has to face three giant ancient anacondas that um,
0: can tell if you're a main can character tell,
1: or not. Yes. Can tell if you are pure of heart. And if you're not, they eat you.
0: Yeah. But they are going to um, mad dog you for several minutes. Oh, yeah. They'll just keep, like, getting in your face. And...
1: Yeah. They're, like, <sighs> giant. They're, like, like... basilisk mm-hmm. in Harry Potter 2 mm-hmm. size.
0: But they keep getting all up in his shit. Like, they're the face-stealing spirit from Avatar. Yes. Like, pretty sure that's end of season one, I think. It may be season two. Um, but, yeah. Um, they just keep on... And then there's this moment where, like, the one is, like, coming up on him and it's really dramatic. And then he finally, like, you know what? I'm pretty sure you are the guy on all the posters. I'm not gonna kill you. And he sort of gives him the thanks hold up and it it's a substantial jump scare i would say yeah yeah snake comes right at the screen um and, and uh, then
1: bodyguard lady
0: well first he like does a flip and kicks a giant anaconda in the face that's true he does and then gets body slammed yeah like a bitch into the wall
1: <laughs> and then bodyguard lady comes in and, and saves him lady. yeah um and lets him escape and because she's pure of heart the anacondas are not interested in her yeah
0: However, because she interfered, she's now in she's trouble.
1: She's in real big trouble. Also, during all of this, like, passing the test business, you find out that Snake Eyes is also working with the Yakuza.
0: Yeah, he's, he's secretly still in league with the guy who tried to kill. His
1: goal Chinese is uh, Asian to buddy. get this gem that this clan is protecting. Um. And then he finds out during it that the Yakuza is also working with this organization called Cobra. um, And that Cobra also wants the gem so that they can basically control the world. Because this gem has magical powers that basically let you kill things with it.
0: Quick question for you. Yeah. Going into this movie, were you familiar with the term Cobra? Like in association with G.I. Joe? Okay, so when they said Cobra, were you like, that means nothing to me?
1: I mean, I figured it was... Okay. Something, like...
0: So, like, um, it wasn't necessarily, like, if you're watching a Star Wars movie and then they say, like, the Sith. I I feel like at this point you'd be able to be like, the Sith, those are the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So you weren't able to, like, wait, Cobra, I know those are the bad guys. You were just like, I guess those must be the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, for me, as soon as they said Cobra, I was like, oh, Cobra is going to play a part in it. Because being an Origins movie, I didn't know how much of the rest of the universe they were going to acknowledge.
1: I did not know going into the movie that G.I. Joes are referred to as the Joes. And that they are like a, a group of super soldiers? I don't know. Um... I, just of like double o sevens, maybe I don't, I don't know. Task
0: force, I think, is probably the term they'll they'll use in the script eventually.
1: So yeah, they send in a Joe, mm-hmm. who is a female,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a female Joe. Yes. Um, her name is Scarlett O'Hara,
0: which which
1: is so dumb, and she's a terrible actress.
0: <sighs> okay. Um, I I think that she was not given a great script. Agreed. And several times where you were like, this lady is bad. I was like, eh, I, I feel like if you gave that line to some of the best actresses out there, I feel like they would still be like, there's, there's no good way to say this line. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, but I just looked it up. That's Hugo Weaving's daughter or niece or something. But. Oh, babe. Hugo Weaving is Mr. Smith in the Matrix movies, and he is Elrond in Lord of the Rings, and he is Red Skull in Captain America the First Avenger.
1: Okay, I believe you.
0: He's the voice of Megatron in the Transformers movies. He's in Immortal Engines, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure. Is he? I'll look that up.
1: We digress. We
0: digress. Um, So... Yeah, uh, she's apparently related to Hugo Weaving. Um, and she's been in several really big movies. She was in that Ready or Not movie that looked like it starred um, Margot Robbie. Um, do you remember that? Like, she she gets married, and then, like, all of a sudden the guy is like, oh, yeah, my family does this crazy, like, murder oh, spree game.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, she's the main character of that. Um, so... Yeah. Um, she's, so
1: she plays Scarlett O'Hara.
0: Yeah. Um, she's been in she's a bunch a of movies. I feel like I need to do more research on her career to find out if she's actually a good actress. Or if um, if this was a good representation of her acting ability. Um, but yeah. So when they said Scarlett O'Hara. Or right before. Like when they showed a redheaded character. I was like. Oh, I know who that is. And they were like. Scarlett or Mrs. O'Hara or something like that. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's that that's right. That's her name. And you were like, that's her name? Are you shitting me right now? And I was like, yeah, what else should would she be named? What's the character's name? Like <laughs> it's it You it know kinda...
1: Scarlett O'Hara is a famous movie character, right?
0: Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I I think I knew that. Um but uh yeah. It's Scarlett O'Hara. Um, it's kind of like if, um, the black and yellow car in Transformers, they refer to him as Bumblebee, and then you turn to me and you're like, really, the black and yellow car is named Bumblebee? I would be like, yeah, because it's, it's Bumblebee from Transformers. What else would you call (laughs) him? Like, yeah. Um.
1: Scarlett O'Hara is the main character of Gone with the Wind.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, she's also a Joe, um, and then uh, yeah, I'm so, so they, sorry. They start like talking about the rest of the characters, and they're like, "Also, there's a lady with jet black hair who wears glasses," and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a," ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. and they were like, "Code named Baroness," and I was like, "Yeah, it's Baroness, that's right." <laughs> and so yeah, I was uh, that whole scene, that whole like sequence. I was like, "Wait a minute, I know this person, and I know that person," and then at some point, um, Asian friend. Um, his
1: name is Tommy
0: Tommy yeah at some point he gets really really pissed and is about to go into battle and his like uh, security guard lady says something along the lines of like I've seen that look before that look in your eyes it's like the shadow before the storm and I was like wait a minute huh he's gonna be storm shadow interesting okay cool cool (laughs) And then, like, at some point, you whispered to me, like, "Um, this movie's really predictable, or is it not supposed to be obvious that Snake Eyes is going to join the clan eventually or something? And I, I just whispered back, like, I don't know. Because I knew the clan is currently set to be led by this one character, and I just realized, that's Storm Shadow. And I know Storm Shadow is Snake Eyes's... Like, arch nemesis guy. Um, So, like, that really took this movie that should have been predictable. And kind of gave me a little bit of a... I'm not completely sure where this is going. So, I was happy about that. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, he he, uh, passes the snake challenge. um, But then comes clean. And lets them know that he's not entirely trustworthy. And as he's leaving, he's... I'm going to give back the sword. But then he makes a blood oath with Tommy. And Tommy uh, is like, you know what? You can keep the sword. And he's like, well, neat. Thanks for your blood. Which,
1: backstory, we had heard a line earlier in the film that this gem that the clan is protecting is sealed by a DNA lock. Uh, So when Snake Eyes wipes the blood of Tommy off of the sword... That's him stealing Tommy's DNA so that he can then go and steal the gem.
0: Which, when we're told that, it's pretty much one of those. The uh, gem is held in place by a DNA lock. In order to get to that DNA lock, you have to walk past a huge pile of foreshadowing. Yep. (laughs) Um, So, yeah.
1: So, Snake Eyes uses the DNA to get the stone or the gem or whatever what is it called? It's, it's I don't the, know, the... this red glowing rock.
0: Honestly, it's it's the glowing MacGuffin. So Yeah. You know the term uh, MacGuffin? I do. Okay. Just in case our audience doesn't, a MacGuffin is just any item that the plot revolves around trying to acquire. Yes. So
1: and so he gets it. He takes it to the Yakuza because the Yakuza has his father's killer. And as soon as he turns over the stone, he can have his way with the murderer. And so he turns it over and he's like, okay, my hands are done. I'm done with you. I'm going to go take care of this dude. So he goes in. And he is getting all fiery and pissed off at Murderer Dude. And then he finds out that he was actually part of Cobra. Um, and that's why his father was killed. Um, so then he realizes he just handed over this super powerful stone. Basically to Cobra. Because Cobra is going to take it after the Yakuza is done with it. And that's just going to perpetuate whatever killed his father. So that's kind of his push into going back to being a good guy. He doesn't end up killing the dude. Um, decides he has to go stop the Yakuza from doing whatever it is that they're going to do. Uh, so that leads into the big, like, action scene of the movie. Uh, which ends up being this, like, motorcycle car chase through the streets of Tokyo. Uh the Yakuza guy is back at the the Japanese castle compound. He, he speeds
0: back to the compound pretty, He's pretty quickly. He's
1: basically blowing everything up with the gem.
0: Which visually is cool like twice. Yeah. And then after a while, it's just the same. You hold out your hand and something in the distance blows up. Yeah. Or bursts into flames. Yeah.
1: And all during this, Snake Eyes and Tommy and Bodyguard Lady are fighting, I'm guessing, Yakuza?
0: Yeah. um, Or Cobra Cobra. slash Yakuza. It's not super clear uh, on who they're fighting. He is working. He was working with Baroness. Baroness is part of Cobra. Cobra. But then at some point, he screws over Baroness. Or, no, he... He refuses to hand over the MacGuffin, and so she gets pissed. No, she at at some point in the compound they turn on her and they're gonna kill her. And so then she makes a deal with Scarlet O'Hara to and she fight
1: temporarily with aligns with Scarlett and Grandma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they tried to do this whole like f- feminist female empowerment pose of like these badass ladies are going to team up and take control back
0: I feel like it wasn't so much like a oh the the female empowerment badass ladies because at the same time they were pairing blind master and hard master together and and wait yeah so the two of them were pairing up for like a, like squaring up for a pretty dope fight and then the three ladies also squared up for a pretty dope fight and then right as that was happening uh Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes and Head of Security all get back and they square up for a fight and so like there's, I must say whenever there's that like the camera kind of pans in or pans out and like all the people square up and do like their dramatic pose right before the next fight scene Every time. It was a dramatic-ass moment. And I thought it looked cool as hell. It did. Um, I did
1: appreciate Grandma's use of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, she did end up being pretty badass.
0: One point that uh, I would have put it in my notes um, had I been given the chance to make notes. Um, but uh, I feel like this movie really could have benefited from an R rating.
1: Is it not rated R?
0: No. Mm-mm. Um, they only say the F word once, and with the amount of blood that isn't there, um, I'm nearly positive this was a PG-13. Um, yeah. You're PG, right, PG-13. Yeah. Um, I really feel like you give it the R rating, you can add blood splatters to every, uh, katana swish, um, and...
1: They could have gone very Tarantino.
0: Could have, yeah. Um... And you can add a blood splash every time she thwips the um, fans. The fan, yeah. Because having razor-tipped fans was a thing. And, like, this wouldn't be the first time I've seen it in a movie. Um, But, like, without actually hearing, like, the ching or things like that, like, I wasn't completely certain that she had blades in her fans. It kind of seemed like she was just like poking guys in the throat with a wooden fan yeah and doing it so well that it actually hurt them yeah um so yeah i it make it a bit more gruesome and you actually clarify it a bit more honestly
1: that's true yeah so all in all they uh get the gem back from the yakuza mm-hmm. but uh tommy ends up killing the yakuza guy or
0: he just throws fire at it. using still the gets away.
1: using the stone yeah and he's... the whole the clan's whole thing is like they protect the stone but they never use the stone so the fact that tommy used it against yakuza man was a big deal yeah so they put the stone back it's safe again Tommy gets disgraced from the family and is told that he's never going to be able to lead this family uh, because he clearly is not pure of heart.
0: That whole concept I did really like because um, it, it, the, the rules strictly state our family does not use the gem. We only protect the gem. Okay, you broke the rules. You used the gem you are not kicked out of the clan you are not necess- I, I don't think they say that he's disgraced however by using it he is no he disqualified longer allowed himself. to become leader one day <laughs> and he has been groomed up until this point to eventually lead the clan he that was his destiny that's like his his purpose in life and so they say, you're still part of this clan. You are still 100%, like, your your loyalty is recognized, yada, yada, yada. Um, and you will spend the rest of your life serving the clan. And that's where he kind of...
1: Loses like, his shit. I, I've been
0: loyal to this clan, but with the end goal that I was originally given. And that end goal is becoming the leader of this clan someday. I have no interest in continuing to serve right now i'm paying my dues but if you're telling me the rest of my life is just a continual paying my dues for nothing more than this no i'm out Uh, and i can see where he's coming from however the fact that he's saying this in front of head of security and blind master and hard master all of whom have spent a long time serving this clan and they were never doing it for any. Like further gain. They were serving the clan so that they could look back at their lives and see that they spent their lives serving the greater good. And so like, his you promised me more than this and now you're going back on that promise because I did something to protect this family. I get why he's pissed, but I also see the disrespect he's showing everyone else in the room because he wants to be better than them. And he feels he deserves more than them, even though he's putting in just as much effort as they're putting in. But where they were never promised anything more, and he was, that means he deserves more. I I thought that whole idea was actually really cool. I thought they wrote the concept of, like, honor among Asian families and stuff. Like, the, the Eastern honor... Concept and the hierarchy and stuff. I, I thought it was a it was a pretty good um, um, uh, conflict of interest and stuff. Um, so I definitely came out of that scene very happy. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: so then he leaves all huffy and puffy, and uh, then Snake Eyes decides. You know, I'm gonna go after him
0: um, first. He's offered a job as a joe
1: that's true he is yes
0: um yeah um because
1: scarlett o'hara gives him a file that basically lets him know hey your dad was a joe the reason he was killed by cobra was because he had infiltrated one of their cells and they found out and they killed him um but you know he kept you completely off the grid to protect you Uh, we've been trying to find somebody to fill his shoes and they've been really hard shoes to fill. So, you know, you can come be a Joe.
0: And they tell him, um, your dad was killed and we didn't get there in time to save him. And we didn't get there before you'd already gone. Mm -hmm. But if you were any slower, we would have taken you in immediately. So, and that was another, like a lot of your... Um, identity and personality was forged by this feeling of not having any family, always, you know, feeling like the, the lone wolf and stuff like that. Um, but if you, if we had been faster, if you had been slower, if everything happened just a little bit later, maybe your dad would have lived, but definitely, we would have given you a family you so desperately wanted. And that was a really interesting, like, yes, you haven't had a family, but not because no one wanted you. Mm-hmm. We wanted you, and we missed, like, sort of the two ships passing in the night. Like, we just barely missed you, but we would have given you a home, given you a family, given you a purpose, given you all those things you've wanted. Um, and so... Uh, I, because of that, he's sort of like, all right, I'm not going to take your job offer, but I'm definitely keeping it in mind. And as soon as a sequel yeah, comes around, just I'm said... definitely joining.
1: <laughs> he just said, I have something I have to do first.
0: Yeah, so I, I need to bring Tommy home.
1: He's going to go after Tommy, who we then see on an airplane. And the stewardess on the airplane ends up being Baroness.
0: And she pretty much says, because you just left this clan, you just lost an army. You just lost control over an army. However, if you want, I can give you a better army. So, that's how Storm Shadow joins Cobra. Which is pretty cool. Um, uh, Two things. Uh, Most recent, um, right as uh, he says, I gotta go bring Tommy home, they then bring out the snake eyes costume and he puts it on and then he goes out to his motorcycle he's got the, the headpiece and he clicks the button and the freaking shing, 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 the snake eyes
1: like the visor
0: like the visor comes over his eyes it looks dope as shit i saw it in all the trailers it, like as soon as i saw it in the trailers i was like dude that looks dope I really want to see this movie. And then they release the posters and he's wearing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see him suit up. And all throughout the movie I was like, when does he get the suit? When does he get the suit? Come on. And then the final like chasing happened. He still didn't have it. And I was like, I think you bitches put the final shot of the movie in the trailer like a couple of assholes. And like, the, the longer, at some point, this is clearly the final fight. There's no way we're going to walk away to give him the headpiece. So, yeah, I was I was getting more and more certain that that was the final scene of the movie and then it was the final scene of the movie and I was so mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was I was annoyed to kingdom come when he put it on and I was like this is blatantly about to cut to credits. And then it did. And yeah. Um yeah, that was annoying. Um I feel like if it's going to be your last shot, do not sell me on this movie with that image. Like, let that be the cool surprise. Um, so yeah. Um, and then another thing, like, halfway through the movie, during Snake Eyes's um tests and stuff, at some point Storm Shadow finds out there's a deal going down, there's some weapons trading hands or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Yakuza is Tokyo.
1: back in Tokyo.
0: Um and so they all get on their bikes, and they uh, pretty much say, "Snake Eyes, you haven't proven yourself yet. So you just hunt down the firearms. We'll take care of the actual like hand-to-hand fighting." Um, and those fight scenes are really cool. Um, they're in a bunch of tight alleys, but there's at least one moment I. Think it was probably done with a drone, but you see Storm Shadow and Head of Security fighting a bunch of Yakuza, and then the camera sort of pans past or like swoops past um, security lady, and then like once it passes her, it turns around. You see Storm Shadow, and it goes past Storm Shadow. Once it's past him, it uh, turns around again, but this time it's like going up into the night sky, and you see Head of Yakuza standing on a rooftop and then it goes up and past him and turns around and then you get to see him looking down on head of security and storm shadow and just that like solid shot of moving past one character and a second character and then showing the third character and then turning around so that you can see third character's line of sight on characters one and two Mm -hmm. that shot i was like if nothing else if if the choreography of this scene sucked, that shot alone was great. Um, so, yeah. I feel
1: like overall the choreography was done very well mm-hmm. on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematography was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment right as Tommy is... No, it's not... Oh, it's when we first find out that he's still in league with the Yakuza. He shows up at one of those... Um, like saunas or something, when mm-hmm. he pulls up on this bike, gets off, and as he's walking in, he just turns to the security guy and goes, hey, keep an eye on my bike. And then the guy turns his head. The guy has one eye. <laughs> Snake Eyes looked at a one-eyed man and says, keep an eye on my bike. That was the greatest snarky ass comment. Like, not snarky, but like, Just the most backhanded insult to a stranger I've ever seen. That was, oh my gosh, creme de la creme of insults. (laughs) Um, Yeah, loved that. Um, I feel like there may have been one or two other great lines. Can't remember them though. Um, So, like we talked about, the choreography was great. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked the cinematography. There Mm -hmm. were a few fight scenes where I kind of felt like the camera needed to be pulled away from the action a bit more there
1: were a couple of fight scenes where i was like who am i watching fighting because they were all dressed in black Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay is this snake eyes is this a yakuza like who am i rooting for Mm -hmm. here and i felt like they definitely could have benefited from pulling back yeah and showing more of like a big picture Mm -hmm. um so that's one of my main complaints about how the movie was filmed
0: Another thing that I never hold it against a uh, uh, an action movie. Um, I mean, as long as it's not too terribly done. Um, but if you can give me a longer shot, that scores you points. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick has some very long uncut shots. Um, Daredevil on Netflix has some
1: amazing
0: shots in that jaw-droppingly long uncut fight scene shots Um, a movie like Snake Eyes, I would really like to see maybe one of the fights, maybe not the entire thing done in a single take, but give me, you know four or five hits all done in a single shot Um, I, I feel like this was very much it
1: felt very pieced together yeah
0: Every time a blow happens, we cut to another angle. Um, uh, some movies are able to make that work. The uh, Bourne movies, because of how much it jumps and, and stuff like that, it feels like um, there's like one shot for each heartbeat or something. Like each punch mm-hmm. is given its own moment, like, and so it, it really keeps you on your toes. I must say. Um, And then there are other uh, action movies like John Wick and Daredevil that um, you're able to sort of sit back and just, like, be in awe of how much skill and dedication and practice and training went into bringing this to life. Um, I just today rewatched one of the best fight scenes from The Raid, which I mentioned earlier, and that has a really good... um, Every time there's a punch or an impact or a swing, it then cuts to a new angle. But with that new angle, you see the finish of that swing. Oh, okay. And so it constantly feels like a handoff. It's almost like monkey bars where it's like this shot.
1: Swinging. Yeah,
0: like this shot gets us here. Then the next shot gets us there. Then the next shot gets us here. But every new shot clearly feels like we are starting from the end point of the last shot um and i I, there were there was a bit more choppiness in Mm -hmm. the fight scenes here um still not
1: choreography was great
0: yeah not bad enough to to make me dislike the choreography just kind of felt like uh you give it a few more weeks of training you give it a few more hours of editing you can sort of clean (laughs) it up yeah um but still nice to look at Mm -hmm. um music i thought was fine um
1: nothing notable really i'm
0: not familiar enough with the original show or things like that to have been able to watch the movie and be like oh my gosh this is the original theme song so it may have been in there it may not have um but like if i'm watching like the a-team movie as soon as they do the I'm like, yeah, that's the theme song. Yeah, cool. And so um, my inability to do that with this um, may have had great music, and it just went over my head. Oops. Um, The acting from certain people was great. From others, not so great. Um, Special effects, I thought were pretty good. Um,
1: The snakes were a little...
0: Snakes were Iffy. a little Um I mentioned before, like, uh, the using the stone to blow shit up. Um, the first couple times it was like, ooh, that was interesting. And then quickly it does this thing where blatantly you can tell if it is a practical explosion or oh my gosh when he's like fighting up.
1: the grandma yeah. and he's like trying to like block her path with it it was so clearly like oh we have
0: and now we hit this button and that thing bursts like, into flames yeah it, it doesn't explode it just gets it's just
1: gonna shoot fire
0: yeah um it it almost seemed like a stunt show at a amusement park yes if you've ever seen any of those um yeah, so, yeah, it, it was one of those, like, because they started doing practical effects, it made the non-practical effects look fake, and the practical effects weren't good enough to be impressive practical effects. Yes, yes. So both kind of suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if the script just had him using it fewer times, that would would definitely help i agree yeah um but uh yeah um
1: that's snake eyes
0: yeah i went through the imdb trivia nothing that interesting oh one thing i did want to uh discuss real quick in the original story uh storm shadow is uh japanese i believe but definitely of asian descent snake eyes is caucasian Snake Eyes is supposed to be like this outsider that proves himself and is accepted into this like ancient Asian um, clan. And so it's like a big deal, not only that he's an outsider to this clan, but also an outsider to this hemisphere of the world. Um, and so by casting Henry Golding, mm-hmm. Henry Golding, um, there were people who were like, Oh cool, you fixed it. You you made him Asian. And the original writers were like, "Well, no. We we wrote him as Caucasian originally, not because we were afraid to make him Asian, but we wanted to add that outsider aspect." So, but by casting Henry Goulding, who is uh as I don't know his lineage <laughs> very well, but um he has Asian descent, or
1: is of Asian is descent.
0: of Asian descent. But as far as I'm aware, grew up in either the states, or he may be British, or he's got a tiny bit of an accent. Let's um, see.
1: So he was born in Malaysia.
0: Was he? Okay, interesting.
1: Uh, oh wait, hmm. wait, wait, wait.
0: Okay, I'm gonna wait.
1: Henry Golding was born in Malaysia. Okay. Uh, To Margaret and Clive, his father is English and his mother is Malaysian.
0: Okay. Yeah. So half and half. Um, uh,
1: And in the movie, he's not from Japan. Right. Uh, So while physically he looks Asian, he's uh, culturally American.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so... Yeah, I thought that was an interesting, like, kind of happy medium sort of thing. Where um, you can have your Snake Eyes character be an American character. But you don't have to cast yet another Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, Chris, whoever. Um, you can you can um, give a ninja role to one of the asian american actors out there um and so that i thought was was a really interesting um concept and uh yeah i was very uh, impressed with how that all played out um but yeah i would say uh for me that's pretty much all i have to say about that yep. um yeah scale of one to ten um it's an enjoyable movie um, it's it's a uh, uh,
1: it's not gonna knock your socks off, no. but you're not gonna hate it. Yeah.
0: Um, if you go in wanting to see fight scenes, you'll see fight scenes. Um, if you're going in wanting to see fight scenes that you're gonna like pull up on YouTube and show all your friends because this this is the coolest fight scene I've ever seen. No, you're not gonna find that here. Um, if you're going in wanting to watch the worst GI Joe movie you've ever seen, This isn't it. It, I promise it's one of the first two. Um, It's
1: very middle of the road.
0: Yeah. Um, Which, okay, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Once again, guys, if you are willing and able, um, I ask that you uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave us a comment, uh, leave us a review, leave us anything. Uh, Help us get traction. Um, if, uh, If you're like, you know what? I know someone else who's also seen this movie. I should tell them about it. Please do. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your barber. Tell your um, your milkman. Do you still have a milkman? What are you doing? Just go to the store and get your own milk. Jeez. Um, but I digress. Um, <laughs> we should have just called this, but I digress. Not the real couple. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, if you're listening to us on uh, a platform that you hate um just know we're available on other platforms we're available on apple podcasts spotify stitcher amazon music google podcasts and radio public um so yeah give us a review on all of those and like us on all of those and subscribe to us on all of those um and share us on facebook and we're also on instagram Instagram. also almost said netflix like an idiot um but yeah so just make us famous Please make us famous. Um, we're not sponsored by anyone, but um, I'm willing to give shout outs to companies. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, skull Candy. Go buy some Skull Candies. I love Skull Candies. We're not being paid by Skull Candy, but. We should be. Damn it, they make good products. Son of a bitch. They make good products. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Um, I feel like Skull Candy is one of those companies. That makes quality products. However. Every one of your dollars. Only goes to the equipment you're using. Not to the logo. That you get to. Have on you when you're using their product. I feel like with like. A lot of those other companies. You're also paying for. The image of wearing. Not to throw anyone under the bus. But bows. And beats. I feel like a lot of what you're paying for. Is the The logo. Skull candy, I feel like every dollar just goes to the quality of the speaker. Um, So, yeah, Uh, thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. Don't know what we'll be talking about next time, but do it. Listen next time. All right. Thank you so much. We love you all.